Hi, I'm Brian the Mad Mc McNally, and I've always wanted a podcast. So here I am, finally doing it. This podcast isn't about anything in particular, but hey, I hope you enjoy. Uh, so today I'm here with my uh, client, Christina Cheney. Hello. Uh, so I've been walking her dog uh, pretty much since I started my dog walking job back in uh, October of 2018. Wow. Has it really been that long? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so you're, uh, you're moving to where? Washington, D.C. Uh, what are you uh, pursuing there? Uh, I'm working on my master's for real estate development. Mm. Yeah. Studying college. My undergrad? Yeah. My undergrad was in architecture. Mm. Yeah. Architecture and construction science were my two majors. Nice. How, uh, what made you interested in that? Uh, I really don't know. I remember the day that I decided that that was the career that I wanted to go into, but for whatever reason, I've always just been interested in design and architecture, sustainability, um, Landscape architecture is a really big thing for me. Uh, so I always wanted to, I always knew that whatever profession I went into, it was going to have something to do with sustainability and the uh, longevity of dwellings for people. What made you interested in going back to school for your master's degree? Uh, one, because they don't tell you when you go to school for architecture that you're not going to make very much until you're like 40, 50, and I'm not prepared to wait that long. And two, because I really want to uh, be a developer for underserved communities. I want to really invest in redevelopment for uh, areas that don't really get a lot of bank involvement or bank investment into community development. So I just want to start having a community for BIPOC people to really thrive. Mm. Yeah. So uh, the reason why I wanted to bring you on the show today was I actually wanted to ask you more about Draco. Okay, <laughs> my favorite subject. Uh, so uh, when did you get Draco? I got Draco when I was 22, I believe. And I got Draco right before my grandmother passed away. I got him January 3rd. He was born December 26th. And January 3rd, I had to pick him up because uh, the mom stopped letting all the puppies suckle. So it was kind of like a dire situation for all the puppies getting adopted. Mm. Yeah. But I got him right before my grandmother passed away. So he was a... He's been a... Big help for me for uh, quite some time now. Did you pick him out of the litter or were you uh, given him? No, actually, I wasn't intending on getting a dog when I went, when I saw Draco. Um, a friend of mine came to my house with a puppy and was like, oh, I just got a new puppy. Somebody's giving them away. There's an issue with the mom. And his cousin was going back to get another puppy. So I just went out of interest to see a lot of puppies. And uh, when we got there... Draco picked me, honestly, like he came over, all the puppies were playing in a specific corner and I sat down on the couch in the living room and just out of the group, Draco stopped playing and beelined it right for me and just sat on my feet and just 
curled up at my feet and I just, I couldn't immediately, I was like, I can't leave this house without this dog. <laughs> and I took him home. We went to Walmart that night and got like puppy formula and a bed and all kinds of stuff that he needed. And yeah, we're at the vet two days later and that was my dog. Uh, when did you uh, decide uh, the name Draco? Uh, I decided upon the name Draco for a multitude of reasons, but they're all kind of nerdy. First, because I'm, I, I am a really big fan of Harry Potter. And uh, I, if, like when I took the test, I was in the house, the Slyther Slytherin house. So I picked the name one because he was the main character for the Slytherin. And then also because of the connection that the Slytherin house has to astronomy that was the star constellation that was founded by an astronomer with the last name Draco. And so at the time it was really weird because I was taking like these astronomy classes at school and I was learning about the astronomer Draco and I was like, well, perfect, perfect name. Yeah. Uh, so for uh, the time that I've been walking Draco, he's like a really chill dog. He was actually like uh, one of the most well-behaved dogs I walked, even though he, he pulls uh, every now and again. Aww. Uh, but uh, what was he like as a puppy? Oh, God. I'm convinced that I will have early arthritis in my shoulder from walking him as a puppy. It was impossible. I tried everything. The harnesses, the chains, the, the, one, the leads that are around the mouth. I tried everything the caesar milan thing that was like a double a double one i tried it all and i could not get him to slow down i don't know like every time we went outside he wanted to go 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 every tree had to be sniffed so it took training draco the hardest thing was least training for sure it wasn't until he was about five six when he stopped pulling so much it took some time, for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, he was about, like, uh, how? Uh, so he's is 22 two now, and he's 9, 18, 19, four years younger. Yeah. So, so around five. when he was slowing down, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also remember, too, um, when I started walking him, he wasn't neutered. and uh, Yeah. Uh, so around here where you live, because uh, you actually moved to, like, a neighboring apartment building, but uh, where you originally lived, there like, these, uh, these kinds of, um, the handicap, uh, uh, I don't know what they call those kind of, the I guess, the rampway area. Mm -hmm. And so usually I prefer to walk dogs down that just because it adds more time on the walk. Yeah. Um, but uh, for some reason there, though, that was always the place, too, though, where he would be like, this is like where I'm going to hump you. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm that with him every now and again. But like, then, yeah, it was like always that area. And then when I realized that, I was like, OK, we're not going there anymore. It wasn't every time, but it was like every time it happens, it's definitely around here. I noticed that Draco is like a nostalgic humper. Like when he gets really excited in specific locations, he would start humping. He was like, oh yeah, this time I was so happy here. 
you know, like it drives his energy. So I genuinely think it's like <laughs> when he's his most excited. <laughs> and maybe that ramp meant like, oh, we're about to go on a walk. This is going to be fantastic. Let me let him know now. <laughs> That's so gross. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, after you got him neutered, that wasn't really an issue, and we could go down the ramp again. Oh, it stopped after that? Yeah. yeah. A lot of humping, yeah. The majority of his humping stopped after after his neutering. <laughs> oh. He's so big, too, so I couldn't imagine, like, having to walk down that ADA ramp whilst getting humped by, like, a 90-pound dog. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, Tim. The funny thing is, he always had like the smile before he tried to do it too. So at least I had a warning, you know. Like you can see it in his eyes first. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> and it's funny because I know the face that you're talking about. <laughs> like his face all peels back and his eyes kind of light up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was it? so you're originally from Texas, right? Is that where you got yep. him? Yep, I originally got him in at Prairie View A&M University in like this like really country backwoods apartment. Um, yeah, but I got him from Prairie View. It's about 45 minutes outside of Houston. So yeah, I got him from home. So he's come with me a long way and now he's about to make another move literally across the country with me and what was the what was it like the first time moving with him uh the first time moving with him well so when i moved out in la i moved here first because i couldn't afford to bring both of us together so one of my friends that i am forever in debt to babysat him for some time and then we flew him out mm. and so i was here i want to say for like a month before I could afford to pay for his ticket for him to fly to. Yeah, because at the time he wasn't my registered service animal, so he had to fly cargo, which I will never, ever do again. Do you want to talk about uh, that, getting him registered as a service animal? Oh, my God. There were so many hoops, and that, that was quite difficult. Um, so to get him registered as my service animal, uh, I had to have, like, a standing appointment with my doctor to... I guess, solidify that I needed an animal's assistance. And then he has to go through a certain amount, amount of hours of training in order to pass a access test to make sure that he can act right in public and also to be deemed well enough to serve the tasks that he needs to perform for me. So it's been an ongoing thing for sure, but uh, I've also been dragging my feet on it because he could have been registered a while ago. But uh, yeah, we finally like did everything we were supposed to, and he's finally registered and can like actually fly with me now. Nice. Yeah. So he'll be in cabin this time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, any uh, any funny stories about uh, Draco from when he was a puppy? Man, yes, Draco. As you know, I I genuinely feel like Draco was a person in a past life who is now this 100-pound pit bull. I, I genuinely do. He is a character of his own. He definitely has his own defined personality traits. He can be a predictable guy, like his 
humping face. He, he, you know, he has his cues, but he is a very like spontaneous dog as well. And he, uh, he loves being social and just crazy. So probably some of the funnier stories that I have as, as him as a puppy are the ones where he really shows how smart he is. Like to this day in my car, I have to leave the uh, child window locks on because Draco knows how to roll down the window all the way. And I'm terrified that he'll fly out. But even still, like when he gets in the car, I'll hear him like scratching at the door panel, trying to roll down the windows. Um, when I first moved into Camden, he uh, knew how to unlock the doors because they're that automatic latch from the inside. He knew how to unlock the doors. So I had to fake leave like five minutes, 10 minutes early for work so that I could hide around the corner and wait for him to like, sneak out of the apartment and catch him in the hallway and scare him and be like, what are you doing out of the house? <laughs> it's a lot of the things that tickle me still are like the things that he's done that just really show like how super intelligent he is. Things like that. And then the exact opposite is what I clean, like memories that I really hold on to where he can show just how big of a dummy he is also. Cause there's times like a, I remember when he was a puppy, his favorite thing to do, I would take him to this huge, huge dog park in Houston, and he would uh, run, but he would run around, run around, run around, looking for the biggest mud patch, because he wanted to roll in it, and when he'd come out, there was legitimately times when he came out, and I thought he was a chocolate lab. I was like, what dog? Whose dog is that? And he'd get closer, and I'm like, oh my God, it's Draco. He's drenched in like I mean from head to toe would just be brown but yeah he has a lot of uh quirky memories for sure a lot of personality traits he's a a water lover so he'll he loves going swimming I think those are some of my fondest memories of him is him like just just truly like seeing joy in his face when he's coming out of the ocean probably my fondest his first time seeing the ocean was my my favorite a core memory for me <laughs> yeah what's uh, what's he like at the beach he's hell on wheels at the beach there is no containing him there is no calling his name he's just gone the older he gets the more toy motivated he gets at the beach to where he just wants me to toss a ball out there and he wants to fight the waves go get it and swim back but I mean, he'll still run around and frolic and play. He just, I don't know, the beach does something to Draco to where he just, <laughs> he goes bananas. So the beach is certainly his favorite place. He he definitely loves like playing with other dogs, just swimming. He's really a water dog, truly. He's been up to Big Bear before too. And he just, he, it's funny though. He doesn't really like swimming in pools. He loves swimming in water that he can't see the bottom of which I don't understand, but yeah. So going to the beach, going to like lakes and stuff like that, it's creeks on hikes. That's his favorite thing. So uh, to get a little weirdly philosophical on you, uh, how much of his docile personality do you think is due to nature and nurture? Uh, I think with any dog that it's 50-50. I think, I genuinely think with any dog that that is 50-50 because Partially, Draco, I do understand that his breed, the 
stigma that follows it isn't that they are gentle, loving dogs, but he certainly naturally is. Even from a young age as being a puppy, he has always been soft-handed. Uh, I remember when I'd roughhouse play with him at any point, if he thought he really bit me or scratched me, he would immediately stop and show concern. So I think that he has a genuine understanding of, you know, being a calm, cool, collective, submissive dog. And I also think that he is also a very confident, dominant dog as well. And I think that he is that way because he understands that I will have his back. He is my dog. He knows that he's loved. He knows that he has a meal. You see him, you you walk him at the same time every day and you see how he runs into that bowl because he knows there'll be food there, you know? So I think that he's also very docile and calm because he has a lot of confidence in the stability of the home life that I provide, you know? Yeah, I also noticed too on walks, he's very uh, comfortable in his safety, especially like with yeah. small dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, being a dog walker, it's, it's kind of funny because like even big dogs will take tiny little dogs as like a threat if they start challenging them. Yeah. Um, but with, with Draco though, if a, if a tiny dog starts barking and starts going crazy at him, he just does nothing yeah I think a lot of that has to do too because I I how can I put this nicely I don't play about my dog so I think that he's also gotten a level of security on walks because I am usually his over defender when we're outside so I think that he just has grown a lot of self-confidence in whoever it is that's walking him like okay my human has it which I might have overdone it because uh I don't let him kind of fight his own battles I guess I should say but yeah I think he's like that just because he knows like nothing's gonna happen my mom's here (laughs) or Brian's here you know so yeah but he is definitely a very he is a very calm cool suave collected confident guy yeah yeah, no, too. Kids also love Draco. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's and he loves all forms of attention. So whoever wants to give it out, he's there for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what's it? What's he been like uh, in his older years lately? He's definitely calmed down, and I definitely can tell that his affection levels have gone up. And I, I'm not gonna say that. I think that his affection has just changed the way that he gives affection. Cause I feel like in his younger year, you know, his affection or his love language was playing. I'm gonna pick up a toy and let's play and tug and, you know, have fun until I'm tired, can't breathe and slobber a lot and pass out. And now it's more, I want to sit down. I want to relax. I just want to have my belly rub, you know? So he's always been a dog that wanted to interact with me or wanted to be around me or, He's always been a Velcro dog. It's just the way that he wants to interact with me has evolved into a lot more calm and, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm definitely going to miss him when you guys are gone. He's going to miss you too. I, I promise, like, other than saying mommy, Brian is the only other name that I I can see him really perk up for that's a person's name, you know, other than any other dog. 
you're the only person I can mention where he'll, yeah, his ears will perk up and his eyes will get big and he'll stand up and start like doing circles. He's like, heck yeah, I want to go with Brian. <laughs> so he's definitely going to miss you too, for sure. I know he's going to still look for you at the door around 6 p.m. wondering where you are. Yeah, I was also too kind of surprised at the beginning that I kept walking Jacob because I just remember the first night that I walked him, I really messed up. I don't even remember that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, like, what your instructions meant about where the key was, because there used to be, like, this bike rack that was um, next to the, uh, oh, the garage. yeah. And I think it was, like, I think it took me, like, an hour or something to figure out what was going on, and I had to call you, and, like, you had to, like, go on a video chat with me to lead me to where oh. it was. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember that. I remember, too, like, <laughs> someone, like, let me into the building, so I went up to the to the floor without the key. Ah, okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even remember that, so... <laughs> and yeah, that was like my second or third night of dog walking, too, so I I was also kind of worried that, like, ah, oh, maybe I'm not good at this and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed doing this job for, uh, for the past four years, and, and having you as one of my stable clients has certainly helped a lot. Yeah. And you too, like I really appreciate your help also because there would be days where I would have to stay late for work or hell, I'd just be lazy and just, you know, tired and wanted to relax and you were there to take my baby out and for a good amount of time too, where he'd come back and, you know, I'd know he'd be okay for until I had to take him out again for his night-night walk, you know, so I really appreciate you being there. It's definitely going to be hard to find somebody that'll, that I'll trust as much with my dog because I am very protective of him so I do trust you quite a bit with my baby so it'll be hard finding somebody out there that I'll I'll feel the same way about for sure and him too yeah one last funny thing I, I want to say um, is that so uh, where you live I have a bunch of other clients mm-hmm. and um, so some days and, and for other reasons too I just kind of come into the area because you live by a also too just kind of a cool place to hang out on some days yeah and on the days that I would be here and I would be like well I know I've got another walk at later in the evening but then and then you know if I stay here I might also get to walk Draco and every night that I would choose to be like I'm gonna wait here and see if uh if she uh asks for a walk those would always be the days Almost without fail. Like, there, I know there were certainly more days that you didn't ask me than you did when I decided, like, okay, I'm going to wait and see if she needs a walk. Which is rare, so that yeah. means that that was like... <laughs> yeah, I want Draco most days of the week. Yeah. What a cosmic thing, though. <laughs> These will be the days she won't ask <laughs> Yeah, that's what 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 a one in a million chance. <laughs> yeah, because you definitely walk him more than not on evenings. Yeah. Uh, any uh, last funny stories you want to tell about Draco? Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I think that probably the biggest thing that I appreciate about Draco is more so just the loving impact that he's had on me and the lessons that he's taught me. I feel like Draco, if anybody is ever questioning getting a dog, get that dog. 
get that, go to the pound and get that dog. I swear they'll change your life. Um, I genuinely feel like I would not be the person that I am today without my dog. I think that he's taught me patience. He's taught me genuinely what love feels like, how to receive it unconditionally and just accept it, knowing that I'm not a perfect person and still have something that loves me that much. Um, He's been there with me, you know, when nobody else was. He was literally my therapist over the entire pandemic. So go get a dog. Dogs are the absolute best. <laughs> they, nobody will ever be better than Draco, but you can find a dog that, that could match it just close enough. <laughs> hey, thanks for making it to the end of the show. If you enjoyed, please be sure to subscribe on your podcast player of choice and consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. The intro and outro is Break Time by Roa. Check out the link in the description for the original track as well as more copyright-free music by Roa. Thank you again for listening. <laughs>